Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available weekdays on iHeartRadio. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, the 9th day of October, 2023. Today is Columbus Day, a day that we have traditionally considered the Spanish explorer who discovered there was another continent to the west of the known world. There continues to be factions that want to corrupt this idea in favor of turning it to look at the native folks who were here when Columbus arrived. Columbus's motive should not be questioned. He was not looking to conquer a land, but to establish a new trade route with a known people, namely in what we know as East Asia. His discovery was as much a surprise to him as to the people he found. Conquest was not a priority on the first contact. Maybe later on, voyages, and certainly others, had conquest in mind. The Native Americans were almost entirely a Stone Age people. The Inca in South America and the Mayan in Central America were notable exceptions. Certainly, they both showed imperialistic traits. The other peoples also displayed a keen understanding of warfare and politics. They were just far less developed. I'm sorry, it's just human nature that a stronger and more technologically advanced group will take advantage of others. Had the roles been reversed, the scenario would have been much the same. So when you hear Native American today and attempts to disparage Columbus and the Europeans, please understand the intent is to pit a Judeo-Christian ideal against something else. There is an element that wants anything over that. Meanwhile, the Iranian-backed rabble in the Middle East have savagely attacked Israel. Our geriatric-in-chief assures us this has nothing to do with the billions of dollars of funds he recently released to the Iranians. This type of thing has happened repeatedly in the past 75 years. There has been a formal Jewish country. Be assured of one thing. Israel was not the aggressor, but they will answer the attack fiercely and more than likely make serious gains in land, land they had relinquished in peace agreements. The Prague astronomical clock is first mentioned in the year 1410, certainly not the oldest clock of this nature, but the oldest surviving. The Prague clock takes a lengthy course just to read, let alone understand. It displays the current time, the phase of the moon, the position of the sun and moon, the zodiac, and a long list of other data, all mechanically driven. There is no fight like a church fight, usually because the details are so closely held and of utmost importance. In 1635, Roger Williams is banished from the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Williams was born in England, well-educated, and a member of the clergy in the Church of England. But like some, he felt the Church of England was corrupt and wished to separate. Since the church and government were closely tied in England, and still are, he moved to America to join the separatists here. You know them as the Pilgrims of Plymouth or the Massachusetts Bay Colony. The Pilgrims certainly were devout and quite rigid. Williams came to disagree with their stance on a number of topics. One of the major points was, Williams came to believe, and was verbose, that the original charter from the King of England was invalid, since the land had not been properly purchased from the natives. Now keep in mind, the Plymouth Colony may have 
had the best relations with the natives of any along the East Coast in the first century of settlement. After Williams gets the heave, he moves west from the Plymouth Colony with help from the natives and establishes Providence Plantation. The name because he felt divine providence had led them there. You can find it on today's maps as Providence, Rhode Island. The forerunner of Yale University is established in 1701. The Collegiate School of Connecticut was founded by Congregationalists to instruct ministers in theology and sacred languages. Within a few years, they added more secular subjects. Recall this pattern was not unique, but more the rule of colleges of the time period. Guayaquil, the largest city in Ecuador, declares its independence from Spain in 1820. Beyond the politics, Ecuador has some very interesting geography. If you were asleep in geography class, Ecuador is a country on the Pacific coast of South America between the states of Nevada and Colorado in size. It has three regions, the coastal lowland, the Andes mountain range, and the eastern slopes. The capital of Quito, which sets high up in the Andes, just 250 miles away from Guayaquil, mostly to the north, has an elevation of 9,300 feet. To the east of Quito is the vast Amazon River Basin. If you want a quick trip, the airplane ride is less than an hour, but the train trip takes three and a half days. It was featured 40 years ago in the National Geographic special, Love Those Trains. The sloop Restoration arrives in New York Harbor with the first organized immigration from Norway in 1825. The ship was overloaded by American law, and the ship seized and the captain arrested and fined. President John Quincy Adams will order the release and repayment of the fine a few weeks later. The group settled near Rochester, New York. Later settlements will be at Norway, Illinois. Despite what you might have heard from Garrison Keillor, North Dakota is the state with the largest Norwegian population, approaching 25%. Minnesota only has between 13 and 15% but the entire upper Midwest has a significant Norwegian population. Charles Walgreen is born in 1873. He will become a pharmacist and found the drugstore chain that bears his name. Based on the south side of Chicago, Prohibition was a boon for the drugstore as they could sell prescription whiskey at greatly inflated prices. Walgreen also introduced the malted milkshake in 1922. Author Bruce Catton was born in 1899. Catton wrote 13 books on the Civil War, from Mr. Lincoln's Army in 1951 to Gettysburg, The Final Fury in 1974. Catton's works were generally well-received as accurate in historical fact, but illuminating in narrative. Some criticized his work as a bit too glowing. The Cincinnati Reds win the 1919 World Series five games to three. This and a few others were a best of nine series. That alone is hardly noteworthy. What is that nine Chicago White Sox players were eventually banned from baseball for agreeing with bookies to throw the series? Charles Kaminsky was the White Sox owner and a former player himself. He was known for underpaying his players. The group agreed to throw the series for $80,000.
The team was fiercely divided over the treatment by Kaminsky, and the two factions hardly spoke to each other on or off the field. One was known as the Black Sox, the other the Clean Sox. Boulder Dam, now known as Hoover Dam, begins generating electricity in 1936. Hydroelectric plants have had some success in the West. The limiting factors are it takes either a lot of elevation or a very large flow of water to make them work. Also, river water is full of debris and sediment, which increases the cost of operation. The sediment also creates a problem with the dam. As the water flow stops in the impoundment, the sediment tends to fall out. Given enough time, the lake will fill up. Beetle John Lennon was born on this day in 1940. Of course, he was assassinated outside of his New York City apartment in 1980. Lennon was more outspoken in his post-Beatle years, well-meaning but somewhat misguided. Peace is a wonderful concept, but it should be understood that there are bad people that need their nose bloodied sometimes by good people. In a side note, there are calls already for a ceasefire in the Middle East before Israel has had a chance to respond. Have you seen pictures or shirts with the guy in the beret? That is usually Ernesto Guevara, commonly known as Shea. He was executed on this day in 1967 for attempting to incite a revolution in Bolivia, another one of those small South American countries. It would be impossible to give a short description of his life, except he was a Marxist who believed the Southern Hemisphere was being exploited by both the United States and the Soviet Union. He was more than willing to push his ideal at the business end of a gun. As to his execution by Bolivian officials, it was plainly murder of a captured prisoner without the benefits of a trial. The 60s were a very difficult time around the world, and in many ways, the peaceful counterculture was anything but. Dateline Chicago, 1969. The National Guard is called in when demonstrations get ugly over the trial of the Chicago 8. The whole affair was a federal trial for conspiracy and crossing state lines with intent to incite a riot during the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The seven will not be convicted. One ended in a mistrial. The English children's television show Thomas the Tank Engine premieres in 1984. Two years later, The Phantom of the Opera opens in London. The same day, Fox begins broadcasting as the fourth television network in the United States. A nearly 28-pound meteorite crashed into a parked car in Peekskill, New York in 1992. A 17-year-old teenager had just purchased the 1980 Oldsmobile Malibu for $300, and it was sold within days to a collector for $25,000. That's history and comment for the 9th day of October. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.